What are your most destructive habits? Bad habits are you doing the best you can in the moment to feel better. What often looks like self-sabotage is a misguided attempt at self-love. But we can change this. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today, we're sharing an excerpt from Dr. Amy Johnson's audiobook, The Little Book of Big Change, The No-Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. Drawing on a powerful combination of neuroscience and spirituality, this audiobook shows you that you are not your habits. Your habits and addictions are the result of simple brain wiring that can be easily changed. If you'd like to understand the science behind bad habits, make the decision to end them, and finally take charge of your life once and for all, you'll find this audiobook helpful. In this excerpt, Dr. Johnson shares an enlightening new way of understanding your habits. You'll see that your bad habits are useful indications that you're in a low state of mind, using your amazing power of thought to your detriment rather than to your benefit. In this excerpt, Dr. Johnson shows that you can change your habitual thinking and let your natural peaceful state of mind take over. Your habit is a sign of your mental health. When you feel bad, you'll do just about anything to feel better. The fact that practically everything you do is an attempt to feel good is an unmistakable sign of your inclination toward thriving. That inclination is present in all humans. You are healthy, well, and peaceful by nature. This is why you describe the desire to feel better as getting back to normal, bouncing back, or feeling like yourself again. Home base for all human beings, regardless of our present condition, is mentally healthy, content, and free of destructive habits. The only thing in the way of that peace of mind is thought. Whatever happens to be on your mind, floating across your mental screen in any given moment. That moving, changing, vaporous thought can't touch your health and clarity. It only appears to obscure it at times, just as clouds can mask the sun, but they can't affect the sun. When you don't know better, it can be easy to be caught up in the clouds of thought. When you are living from your head, unaware that wellness and freedom from your habit lie just beneath that temporary, habitual thought, it is easy to feel as if you've lost your way. But rest assured, you've never truly lost your way. It's not possible. The very well and healthy part of you, which is completely untouched by your thoughts, habits, and behaviors, is always right there, fully intact. You are always doing the best you can. You are doing what appears to be your best option in each moment of your life. That doesn't mean you're always making healthy choices that ultimately serve you but it does mean that you're doing your best given how you see things at any particular time. Something within you desperately wants to feel better, 
but you don't always know how. That's where bad habits, destructive behaviors, and addictions come in. It's also where meditation, bubble baths, bike rides, speaking up, being quiet, taking a nap, eating ice cream, and any number of things people do in order to feel better show up. The options available to you are dependent upon your state of mind, so anything can be an attempt to feel better. There is a popular saying in addiction recovery, your best thinking got you here. Everything you've ever done is the best you could have done in that moment from the state of mind in which you found yourself. You can't see what you can't see. If you don't see a better option, a better way to feel good, you're going to do what you can. If gambling is your thing, you might gamble. If working or performing obsessive-compulsive routines or shopping is your thing, that's what you'll do. People hurt themselves. They sometimes even kill themselves in order to feel better, if that looks like the only option. Looking back, I can see how many of the harmful actions I took looked like the way to go on some level. If they hadn't, I wouldn't have done them. Many years ago, when I was inhaling nicotine into my body, lighting the cigarette was what my best thinking led me to do. Of course, I knew it was harmful. I also thought it would be way too difficult, painful, and disruptive to quit. So I smoked. Although I knew smoking wasn't the best way to go in the big picture, the bulk of my thinking at that time led me to light up over and over until it didn't anymore. When my thinking shifted, my best thinking led me to quit. The habits you are here to break may look crazy to you and to everyone around you, but they have been the best way you could see to feel better when you needed it. Your best thinking got you here. And when your perspective changes, your behaviors will too. Your habit is a misunderstanding. Acting out destructive habits is not self-sabotage. You may intellectually know that your habit is harmful, and you may be thoroughly confused as to why it appears to have a hold on you. One thing I can tell you is that you're not doing it to sabotage yourself. What often looks like self-sabotage is a misguided attempt at self-love. It's you doing the best you can in the moment to feel better, driven by love for yourself and a deep desire for wellness. You're not doing it because you have low self-esteem or an addictive personality. You're simply caught up in some habitual thinking that doesn't feel like fleeting thought. It feels much bigger and seems to suggest something about you as a person. It does not. Todd was a client of mine who had a habit of meeting women online, having one-night stands with them, and then not wanting to see them again. Todd recalls that the first time he met a woman online and spent the night with her, he experienced a rush. It felt exciting, taboo, and totally against how he was raised to think of relationships, which added to the rush of emotion he experienced. As Todd acted out in this way more and more, he realized that the rush of emotions was fairly consistent. Before long, he had a quick and convenient way to feel better. He didn't consciously see it like this, but his habit became his go-to way to distract himself from painful thoughts and to feel better in a hurry. Because he wasn't seeing it as clearly as I'm laying it out here, we rarely see our own habits plainly. Todd was confused by his habit. 
He couldn't deny the mental, emotional, and physical benefits he enjoyed in the moment, but he also felt incredibly guilty about his actions. He assumed he had some type of self-image problem. Why else would he continually do something that left him feeling so low and guilt-ridden? He also wondered if this was another manifestation of his addictive personality. After all, he reasoned, he smoked pot in college, he also frequently used alcohol to relax. And now this. It looked like a far-reaching, very meaningful problem to Todd. It's easy to see how Todd came to misunderstand the nature of his problem. He had heard talk of self-esteem issues, addictive personalities, and self-sabotage in popular psychology, on talk shows, in self-help books, and even in his university psychology courses. But there was a far simpler explanation. With his first one-night stand, Todd stumbled upon a quick way to feel good. When he later turned to that behavior again, he wasn't sabotaging himself or trying to promote his own suffering. It was the best albeit skewed and limited, way he saw to suffer less. Your attempts at feeling good might look like staying in bed when you're depressed, using substances when you're addicted, or being unkind to others when you feel insecure. Those actions may actually produce more suffering in the long run, but that does not mean that your using them doesn't demonstrate resilience and striving for the wellness that is within you. When your state of mind shifts as it inevitably will, you will see a better way of being. Your habit is a useful indicator that you are in a low state of mind, using your amazing power of thought to your detriment rather than to your benefit. In those moments, all you have to do is step back and let your natural, peaceful state of mind take over. Well-being is home base for all people. It's what we were all born into, and it is where we will always naturally strive to return. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, The Little Book of Big Change, The No-Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. Thanks for listening. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.